Welcome to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast. Each week, the FISBO Authority, Ernie Emad, broker, owner of One Premier International Realty, brings you his over 17 years of experience and insight, helping for sale by owners navigate the process of selling their home while avoiding the pitfalls and selling for the highest amount. Now, from our glass-enclosed studio in Coral Gables, Florida, your host and for sale by owner authority, Ernie Emad. Good morning, and welcome to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast. This is episode number seven of the For Sale by Owner Authority. I am Ernie Emad, the broker owner of One Premier International Realty. We're located in Coral Gables, Florida, and I'm always available to take your call. On today's segment, it's called Investors from the For Sale by Owner's Perspective. And I'd like to welcome uh, our guest today, who is a real estate trainer for the past 15 years, as well as the owner of Showcase, um, uh, DPI Showcase. And he is Mark Whitehorn, and he's going to be on in just one second. And we're going to be covering everything you need to know if you're a for sale by owner or an investor about selling. So we're going to be discussing why you should possibly sell. Should you hold them or should you sell them? We're also going to be covering statistics for you so that you can have all of the information that you need. And we'll also cover the three types of investors that are out there that also may be making you offers um, if you're selling your property. We start every week with a um, inspiration quote, character is not in the will. I'm sorry, character is not in the mind it is in the will. That's from Fulton Sheets, and that's Inspirations 365 Days a Year uh, by Zig uh, Ziglar. And uh, so right now we're going to go ahead and get started uh, with uh, our guest today. And our guest today is, as I said, Mark Whitehorn. He has been in the past 15 years a real estate trainer uh, throughout the country. And he is going to be giving you a perspective a little bit different than we're normally accustomed to uh, because he trains realtors. And so as an investor, you're going to get a different perspective. He's also the owner of DPI uh, Showcase Websites uh, for real estate agents. Uh, good morning, Mark, and welcome to the program. Good morning, Ernie. Good to talk to you. Thank you so much for being on the For Sale by Owner Authority. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, how you got started in the business, and um, uh, what exactly do you do? Sure. Uh, it, well, I, I have a marketing background. I graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City in, uh, in marketing, advertising, and photography. And for the past 15 years, I've been teaching classes, uh, mostly at the Miami Association of Realtors, marketing classes for realtors. So I've taught probably over the time about 100,000 or more realtors, um, basically on, on how to get started, how to, um, you know, run their business and how to be successful. My goodness, 100,000 plus realtors. Um, that brings quite a bit of experience to the podcast and to the For Sale by Owner Authority. And we're very grateful that you're spending Sunday morning with us. Um, in segment number one, we are going to be actually covering 
everything to do about statistics. And we're really going to be talking about um, residential properties. That's uh, single units to up to four units, um, both uh, single family homes and condominiums. So we're going to start with what uh, um, uh, most people have in South Florida, because most people uh, live in a single family home where a lot of the brickle um, new construction has been bought by foreign investors. So let's uh, start with single-family homes, um, where we had a incredibly robust market with uh, most uh, properties under 600 with less than six months of inventory, and uh, prices continuing to go up. Um, and then we came uh, to a COVID-19 red light that put a stop to us. So let's take a look at what is currently available in single family homes and closed sales and how that is beginning to affect the real estate market. Uh, Mark? Sure. Um, so let's take a step backward in time. Uh, let's go back to 2008 when the real estate market crashed. Uh, you had uh, all of a sudden a lot of homes uh, that were investments, you know, people were, you know, basically getting loans to buy investment properties and you all you had to do was sign uh, your name. You may be a thousand dollars down and they were abandoning those homes and the banks were taking them over. So in 2010 to about 2012, you had uh, investors, flippers come in and basically they would buy a house for, let's say, $200,000 put in about uh, thirty, forty thousand dollars in fixing it up and then sell it for about three hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, that went on for a while. Then uh, another thing happened around two thousand sixteen. Uh, there was a new group of buyers who came into the marketplace. Those were millennials. They were starting to uh, graduate college. They were starting to get married. And a lot of them, you know, were renting condos in, you know, hip neighborhoods like, you know, in Miami, it's Brickell um, or Wynwood or downtown Miami. And now all of a sudden they're getting married and they're thinking of having children. So now they went into the market to buy single family homes in neighborhoods with uh, yards and parks and schools. And they actually make up the the um, uh, the largest segment of new home buyers now, millennials. A hundred percent. And and what this also did was it gobbled up all the inventory of single family homes. I mean, there's a limited inventory of, of those. Uh, to build a single family home, you need a quarter or half acre of land, uh, or not even half quarter acre of land. Uh, but you could take one acre of land and put a condo building up, and then you have 300 condos. So uh, the inventory levels of single-family homes below $500,000 is is small. It, it's maybe three-month supply, which makes it a huge seller's market. It's, the minute a house goes up for sale, it sells. So from an investor's standpoint, they can't compete in that market. Correct. Now, uh, the condo market is a totally different thing. Uh, in, after the market crashed, uh, the dollar was weak. And you had a lot of foreign buyers come in investing uh, money in condos. 
I remember very clear because in 2011, I think it was in sometime in the first quarter of 2011 was when the state relaxed the laws uh, for condominiums that allowed for bulk purchasing. And then all of a sudden, uh, the inventory dried up. While South Floridians were still waiting for prices to go down, the foreigners came in and said, hmm, Miami's pretty darn cheap right now. Let's buy it. And that's what happened, right? Yeah, it was also a, a famous case. I won't give any names, but there's a huge developer in um, South Florida who um, he lost actually one of his big developments when the market crashed. Um, he never went bankrupt personally, mm -hmm. but he had to give uh, that development to the bank. But then he went in and got together a group of uh, people with money, and they went and bought back a lot of these things at 50 cents on the dollar. Pretty so, smart. So that was... Yeah, that, yeah. well, when you have money, yeah, that's what you do. Um, so what happened was you had a lot of investors who uh, purchased a lot of condos in South Florida. Um, one, they were getting their money out of their country, and, and then another thing, they were looking at it as, as hopefully a good investment. And now what we have, especially in the condo markets um, in South Florida, is a lot of inventory cannot get sold. It's, it's just sitting there. Some numbers, statistics show as many as 30,000 available units uh, between the Tri-County area. Yeah, it, most of it is in Miami. About 70% of it's in Miami. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, uh, there aren't as many condos. Uh, there's a huge market in western uh, Broward County for uh, uh, senior 55 plus community and that right now is a very hot market uh, the low inventory there uh, a lot of people from the northeast are coming down and they're purchasing um, condos they're, they've had enough of the northeast you know with all the, the sickness going on and the bad weather it's like all right time to go to florida we've also lost some foreign investors that are refocusing in the orlando area because prices are much less Orlando, the the uh, new construction market there is is amazing. Uh, you, there's a waiting line to get a, uh, to get a, a new construction unit there. Uh, basically, they manage it for you. They rent it out for you. Um, there, the most of the uh, buyers there are from either uh, the United Kingdom or Brazil. That's the that's the big uh, investors there. Um, down here, you have a lot of Venezuelans and Colombians and, and Argentinians. Beautiful. Um, and so that, that kind of, um, uh, talk, talk to us a little bit about what we are seeing in the multiple listings as we begin to, um, uh, look at the inventory. Tell me a little bit and explain to people about the downward trending arrows, because that's going to be a, a telling sign of what's to come. So um, if you go into the multiple listing service now, you'll see that uh, people are dropping their prices or trying to sell their, their condos. And the reality is it's one of two things. Either they're unrealistic prices. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's two types of sellers. The one who is motivated to sell because they want to move, they want to get their money, whatever. And they'll be realistic to um, price sensitivity. 
Then you have um, the unrealistic seller. They're just, oh, let me throw a line in the water, and if I get my price, then I'll sell. And that price may not be realistic. So what we're seeing is a lot of these these uh, condos that are for sale are way too high. They're probably 25, 30% above where they should be, what things are selling for. And um, they're just going to sit there. Well, let's face it. Uh, these condominiums, in most cases, weren't built for South Floridians. Um, based on income and so forth, uh, not many South Floridians can afford uh, $600, 500 $800 a square foot, right? True. Um, but if you're an investor and you go in and you can purchase a condo for an appro- a proper and appropriate price, uh, basically, uh, you can rent it out, and uh, there's something in real estate called a cap rate, which is the percentage of your return. It's basically the uh, yearly uh, uh, gross income divided by the um, the amount you paid for the property. And we're going to cover that in the third segment as we uh, make a decision about should you sell them or should you hold them. Um, so that's a that's a great way to uh, to segue into the uh, second uh, segment, which is now that you have some of the statistics, because we definitely know that uh, there's an oversupply of condominiums um, and uh, the single family homes, although currently it's still a seller's market uh, where properties are probably under 400,000 and and a still a good market with properties under 600,000, um, that uh, you still have time to sell. And we'll discuss uh, uh, some of the reasons uh, with that in the next segment. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover in this first segment regarding um, statistics that can set up segment number two about the three types of investors we're going to talk about and then that would segue into who should hold their properties or who should sell? Sure. So, you know, whether you're a serious seller or you're not, you're just, you know, putting a toe in the water to see if you can get your price. There are certain uh, realities that uh, exist, which is you have to pay your monthly HOA fees, you have to pay your real estate taxes. So even if uh, a unit sits there vacant, um, you are still have costs for carrying this prop these properties. Correct. You're not kidding. And uh, uh, again, uh, although many people that bought condos were foreigners that were trying to protect their um, dwindling uh, uh, currency against the strong dollar amount, um, they also now in some of these countries are going through some tough times and they're looking to pull their money out so that they can con- uh, grab those dollars, which are at a high point now and uh, take their money back to their country. So we're going to be discussing uh, those incredible opportunities. Uh, Thank you so much. And we're going to go into uh, segment number two um, in just a moment. In the next segment, we're going to be discussing the three types of uh, investors that we uh, come across in South Florida. And uh, uh, that's going to give you an idea where you should categorize yourself and understand should you sell or should you hold. 
These days, over 95% of people looking to buy or rent a home are looking online. As a real estate agent, if you're not online, you're invisible. That's where DPI Showcase Websites comes in. For the past 15 years, they've been creating websites for real estate agents that are linked to the MLS. Now your clients can go to your website to search for active listings. In addition, all sites have new and existing developments with floor plans, automatic blogging, and pre-designed landing pages, automatic Facebook and LinkedIn posts, and a whole lot more. Just go online to www.dpishowcase.com to take a look at what they do. That's dpishowcase.com. From this moment on, consumers will expect it and sellers will demand it. Cinematic video walkthroughs for all of your listings. Professional photography, cinematic video walkthroughs, on-camera video tours, and professional voiceover narration. I'm Ernie Emad, head of BlueHourStudios.com. Blue Hour Studios is a progressive visual and audio powerhouse producing high-end video and audio productions. Become an expert in your field with a professionally produced podcast from our studio in Coral Gables. Call Blue Hour Studios today to elevate your image and voice. BlueHourStudios.com We are back to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast found on iTunes and everywhere your favorite podcast is found. And now on YouTube, Facebook, and the FISBOAuthority.com website. If you like what you hear, follow and like and share our podcast channel. On the telephone with me today is a 15-year veteran of real estate training and also owner of DPI Showcase uh, websites with great insight regarding, uh, since he trains hundreds of thousands of realtors throughout the 15 years, um, as a for sale by owner, as an investor, you're going to get a different take than you can normally hear. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, this morning, Mark. Okay. Um, great, great conversation. Fantastic. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about the three types of investors that, uh, you know, there's many types of investors. We're going to talk about the main investors, those that are long-term uh, holding investors, those that continue to buy and build a portfolio of properties um, and hang on to them for a long period of time. Then there are the foreign investors that come here to South Florida. They do help elevate our prices and why they purchase here those that are not living in South Florida. We know the Venezuelans and we know some of the other countries that are moving here for other reasons. And the wannabe investors and speculators, those that follow, uh, go through these waves and then end up dumping some of these properties. So let's talk about first about the seasoned investor. What do you think they should be doing in today's market? Well, the, the market changed. Um, actually, the seasoned investor has been on the sideline for the past four years. Uh, the, the stock market has been doing phenomenally. I mean, you know, uh, it's just been going up. Uh, you don't have to be a, a genius or an Albert Einstein to, you know, to follow that. But uh, now because of the whole uh, corona crisis, uh, the stock market is not as stable as it was. And then if you start reading uh, real estate news, you start seeing that uh, there are properties going up for sale. 
there are going to be foreclosures uh, that happen in commercial properties. Um, and those are, are opportunities that investors should be looking at right now. Uh, in 2009, when the market crashed, a lot of uh, retail centers were, uh, were going under. And you had, I know one retail owner in particular who uh, is very large, had a lot of cash, and they were going in and buying retail centers for, you know, 50 cents on a dollar. And then when the market turned around, they were sitting there with, with you know, on, being on top of the heap. So that's one segment to be looking at is the commercial um, market. And, and would you suggest it's kind of like a, 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 a wait and see? Because if you're looking to jump in and purchase, um, obviously over the next several months, we'll be able to gauge. Um, because I'm starting to see in some strip centers um, vacancies. Are you doing the same, seeing the same? So, yeah, there have been vacancies. For example, I live on Miami Beach, and I'll go to Lincoln Road, and you'll see that maybe 15% of Lincoln Road is vacant, and it's been that way for a long time. And you scratch your head, and you go, why is it vacant? And a lot of times, the the landlords are basically a little greedy. A little? That's one of the highest price per square foot for a retail center in the nation. Yeah, so they they would rather let their uh, their stores sit empty um, until they find someone that will give them their price. Uh, there's one other thing that that, that you kind of hit on. Uh, some investors try and time the market. When is it going to hit bottom? When am I going to be at the bottom? Big mistake, huh? Big mistake. So there's two letters you have to look at. It's a good analogy. There's V and U. V is when the market uh, contracts, it drops, and then it springs right back up, letter V. Then you have the letter U where it drops, it drags along the bottom, and then it it goes up. Maybe not steeply, but it it gradually goes up. So most recoveries are U's, they're not V's. So timing the market is, is not the way you should do it because... You have a limited inventory on these opportunities. So if you sit there and you ponder and you scratch your head and then you say, let me think about this for a few months and then you come back, that opportunity you were looking at more, most likely will have been sold. Right. Someone uh, else with Actually, yeah. When we look at numbers, we're always three or six months behind. When we see the opportunity, it's already passed us by three or six months. Right. And the smart investors understand that and they come in and they... They grab things knowing that, you know, a year from now, uh, they'll be ahead of the trend. Let's talk about foreign investors. Um, A little bit of everything, right? Because we know people are moving other countries for a better life. um, And we see a lot of both wealthy and and, and non. um, And those that still live in their country and purchased properties because their currency was taking a dive and the U.S. dollar has been um, on a uh, consistently upward trend uh, for the last several years? Well, I follow statistics closely. Uh, The National Association of Realtors puts out an international buyer's guide 
Uh, that comes out every year, usually around uh, November or December. Would you make that available to our listeners if they sent you an email or if they uh, went to your website? Absolutely. Um, Sure. Perfect. uh, Yeah. Basically, in the last three years, the number of international buyers is basically half of what it was in, in, let's say, 2016. It's 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 a drop. Uh, I looked at the drop uh, for the previous year, and it went down about ten fifteen percent. And then I looked at the drop uh, for twenty nineteen compared to twenty eighteen, and it was dramatic. Uh, a lot less foreign buyers are coming in. Uh, there were realtors that I that I worked with who you know they built their business because they're from Venezuela and all their their cousins and relatives and friends we're using them to get money out of the country to buy real estate here. That Those realtors are, are basically um, having a hard time to either um, leaving the real estate market, a business, or um, they are transitioning how they, who they go after to sell real estate. They'll go after the, the millennials. And plus we have immigration laws in this country, which are making it harder for uh, international people to come here. Uh, for example, there's a thing called an EB-5 visa where you uh, invest in a business. It used to be $500 million to um, invest. No, I'm sorry, $500,000. I'm sorry, excuse mm-hmm. me. $500,000 to invest in a business. Mm-hmm. That's gone up to $900,000. So it, it's getting harder and harder for international buyers to actually you know, come here and invest. Got it. Um, uh, with the visa situation and so forth. Uh, so with so that cuts a huge portion of buyers that buys these condominiums and so forth. Are you um, getting a, a sense that we're going to start seeing on some of those investors that purchased um, uh, you know, because we've had uh, over a hundred percent value increases in 2011. Um, are, are you are, are you have a sense that some of these foreigners may begin to dump some of their properties to uh, bring their money back to their country because you know Brazil's having a tough time, Argentina, and, and and maybe some people will begin to sell those properties and bring the money back. Absolutely. And um, you have to learn in business that uh, your first loss is your best loss. So, for example, let's say you went and you paid $400,000 for a uh, condo from a developer, new development. And, you know, you thought that would be a good investment and it would go up over time. But now because of the overbuilding, your $400,000 condo, let's say realistically, is worth three fifty. dollars $350,000. So uh, the reality is, if you need your money, you have to say, okay, I lost money on this investment. Oh, well, take your money out and move on. That's just the way business is. If you're going to say, well, I'm going to wait and see, uh, you know, maybe the market will come back and maybe I'll, you know, I'll be able to at least get my money out of it. Then you have to look at two things. First is the carrying cost. How much is it costing you every year to carry that that condominium or that property? And then it's also the the today's value of money. 
factor. So, for example, if I gave you a dollar today, uh, it's worth a dollar. But if I say to you, I'm going to give you a dollar in a month from now, it's not worth a dollar. It might be worth 95 cents because of the fact that you had to wait for that money. So the, the, the smart thing to do is say, okay, I lost money on this investment, but at least let me get my money out. And then you have to be realistic on what the actual market value is of that property. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about exit strategies that everyone should have when they make an investment on the next segment. Now let's talk about the uh, wannabe investors, those that want to uh, take a gravy train or see the market increasing and uh, uh, they want to buy a single family home and rent it out or a little condo and so forth. And uh, they've got tenants that aren't paying. They can't be evicted during the COVID-19. Um, and they begin to panic because they don't have the reserves uh, to be able to carry these properties. Uh, let's talk about those speculators and those wannabe investors. So the biggest panacea is thinking that, well, it's, you know, it's, it's easy money. You know, I'll just invest in this. The rent will come in. It's easy money. And there's no such thing. Uh, you, um, if you live in another country and you purchase a condo and you're renting it out, typically you have to hire someone to manage it for you. Typically that would be a realtor. And they typically get 10% of the rent for collecting the rent check and making sure that everything's going well. So there's a cost involved there. Uh, so there is no easy money being a landlord. And then if you do come across a situation where someone doesn't pay rent, they, you can go you know, four or five months before you're able to get them out of the, the unit. And now you have to look at that towards your bottom line. You know, they're also, fi they're also finding out that they're not getting the type of assistance. Uh, for instance, uh, we know that if you have a single family home or a condominium that's backed by a government secured loan or a Fannie or Freddie Mac, um, there are uh, forbearance and uh, programs available during these times. But we also know that if you have an investment uh, uh, loan, that's not available for you. So you're not going to get any type of relief uh, from missing your uh, payments, correct? So the numbers don't work as an investor if you have to take out a loan because all your profits go towards the bank and paying the mortgage. Right. If you have a 4 or 5% return and you're paying 7% on the money. Yeah, it doesn't work out. The only time it works out to be an investor is if you're paying cash for these properties. Understood. That's a, that's a, that's a very, very good point. The other thing that's dried up is uh, investment loans. So not too long ago, within the last month or so, you were able to buy an investment property with as little as 10% down. Now you need at least 40% because Wall Street provided most of those alternative loan programs. And they said, you know what, we're not going to do this now. Jumbo loans are almost impossible. Um, and some of these other uh, investment loans, unless you come up with sufficient money, they don't know who may be missing payments. So even for uh, investors, uh, the funding uh, funnel is drying up. You know, um, some people don't learn from history. We had the, the same situation in 2006, 2007, where to go and buy a property, you know, $1,000 down, uh, and then you uh, basically, you know, if it adjusted in five years and you were able to 
to rent it out and, and, you know, the whole market crashed. Some of my classes that I teach, I get uh, sponsors that come to my classes and some of them are mortgage brokers. And they're, they, they're starting to talk about no income verification loans. Yes, uh, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. E- even bank statement loans um, uh, have come back. And that is just, we're just asking for trouble a few years down the road. Where we went through a time where everybody that was getting a loan was well qualified. Um, and then as the economy continued to increase, uh, businesses want uh, more revenue, right? So they think of more creative ways um, to skirt maybe even some of the Dodd-Frank rules and so forth. Um, so that's for sure. Um, look, on our next segment, should you hold them or should you sell them? That's an important because we're going to kind of uh, put together everything that you've heard today and put it into very good perspective. Look, folks, get my free report, the 10 things you absolutely must know to sell your home or condo without leaving a penny on the table. All you have to do is text 10 things to 786-659-1811 to receive this report, or better yet, give me a call to schedule a no-obligation consultation to discuss all of the strategies that I use to sell properties. Again, 10 things to 786-659-1811. For more information, you can visit www.fisboauthority.com. Folks, now more than ever, is it so important to have a cinematic walkthrough for your property. With less people driving around town, it's important to have professional photography and a cinematic video walkthrough of your home to put you in the top of the search engines and Blue Hour Studios just that. From this moment on, consumers will expect it and sellers will demand it. Cinematic video walkthroughs for all of your listings. Professional photography, cinematic video walkthroughs, on-camera video tours, and professional voiceover narration. I'm Ernie Emad, head of BlueHourStudios.com. Blue Hour Studios is a progressive visual and audio powerhouse producing high-end video and audio productions. Become an expert in your field with a professionally produced podcast from our studio in Coral Gables. Call Blue Hour Studios today to elevate your image and voice. BlueHourStudios.com These days, over 95% of people looking to buy or rent a home are looking online. As a real estate agent, if you're not online, you're invisible. That's where DPI Showcase Websites comes in. For the past 15 years, they've been creating websites for real estate agents that are linked to the MLS. Now your clients can go to your website to search for active listings. In addition, all sites have new and existing developments with floor plans, automatic blogging, and pre-designed landing pages, automatic Facebook and LinkedIn posts, and a whole lot more. Just go online to www.dpishowcase.com to take a look at what they do. That's dpishowcase.com. Welcome back to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast found on iTunes, 
Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You can even ask Alexa. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a comment. I'd love to hear what you think about and love to get your feedback. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, the For Sale by Owner Authority and broker owner of One Premier International Realty located in Coral Gables. And I'm always available to take your call. Our guest today to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast is Mark Whitehorn. And Mark is a professional real estate trainer for the past 15 years, and he also owns DPI Showcase website. Welcome back to the program, Mark. All right. Perfect. So look, we have discussed statistics. We've covered the types of investors. And now, should you sell it or should you hold it? Um, let me get your perspective on that. Sounds like a Kenny Rogers song. <laughs> hey, look, you got to make the program memorable, right? So if that's the way you can remember it, that's the way we want it. <laughs> you got to learn how to, when to hold and learn when to fold them, you know? It's absolutely so appropriate for today, huh? Uh, yeah. So, you know, investments are just that. They are investments. Um, if you want a surefire where you're not going to lose money, then you put your money in the bank. You'll get about a quarter percent interest. And you know that, you know, tomorrow your money will be there. Uh, if uh, an investment is basically you're putting your money at risk, you're basically hoping that uh, it will grow over time and that, uh, you know, you'll have a good return. Uh, what, what's amazing is uh, I'm talking to a lot of millennials now who never really experienced a recession like we're having now. Uh, the last time they were all in school. So, you know, mommy and daddy were, you know, putting the bill. They really didn't pay attention. That's a good point. But, uh, you know, they were all going, oh, the S&P 500, it's just like, you know, that's where you invest. That's going up, that's going up, that's going up. Well, in the past month, it, it, you know, the S&P giveth and the S&P uh, taketh. So now there's a new reality out there that, okay, there's no guarantees on investment. So if you were fortunate, if you invested and whatever you have has gone up in value and you can sell it, uh, then, you know, great. Go ahead. If you need the money, if you want to take the money and invest it elsewhere, then sell it and invest it elsewhere. If you don't need to sell it and you think it will go up in time, then, uh, you know, you let it sit on and let it sit there and let it grow. You know, there's, you, a, there's a couple of real quick things to consider if uh, uh, based on that particular point that uh, that you just made um, over the last several years, property values have been going up what we consider a normal, stable market at five percent per year. Correct. Some property values, yeah. some property values in some sectors, correct, of under 300 and under 200, right? Those things uh, went up higher. But uh, by average, I think we've been uh, in a in a normal, stable market without those incredibly 30% price increases that we had in 2004 and five and six, where we were going up 3% uh, per month. So if you, uh, like Mark just uh, said, if you're thinking about uh, where you bought it at a specific time and you can realize a specific prop, uh, profit now that uh, may decline over the next several months or year, it could take another couple of years 
to get back to the, um, the normal market where we are today. And it may be a good time to sell now where you can sell higher. And then as property values potentially can go down, then repurchase properties for lower, similar to what that um, developer did, right? Right. Uh, what the problem we're having now are people who purchase uh, properties uh, at too high of a price, mm -hmm. especially condos. They may have bought new developments and they're thinking that they would be able to flip it down the road. And that just didn't happen because the developers uh, built too much. That, that's where we're having the problem. Would, you, would, you, uh, would it be a fair statement to say that um, you don't see a recovery or we don't see a recovery of the condo market for several years down the road because of the amount of inventory? And if you're in need of money and you purchased it cash, it may be better to sell now, correct, and get your cash than having those carrying costs? Correct. But if you're going to sell now, you have to be realistic on price. Taking a loss, Which no is, question. Right. You have to look at comparables. You have to look at what things are selling for now. If you're in a condo and someone in the same, they call them line, you know, up mm -hmm. and down. Uh, so someone right above you or below you in the same line, you look at what they sold for and you say, okay, that is the going price. This is what I need to sell for. And then make that decision based on that. And the only well, yeah, you, you really need a professional uh, real, realtor, that um, a real estate agent that uh, does this full time and really understands the market um, that will be able to sit with you and give you a comprehensive uh, market study. So you can make the right decisions. Um, and what he's talking about, the line, obviously, if you're living, uh, if you're leaving, uh, living currently in unit 1210 and there's units in 2010, 2210, 4010, that's that same line. And we know the higher, uh, because in a condo, you can marble it to death. But if you're looking at the parking lot, it's the views, right? It has, that has a lot to do with it. Um, it's interesting. You talked about um, realtors. They did this study in 2016. Uh, it's called the Sklarz, S-K-L-A-R-Z, and Miller study, uh, which was really interesting. I mean, what they did was they, uh, they looked at 1.35 million sales in 2016. And they found that for sale by owners actually sold 5.5% lower than when they, someone used a realtor. That's so, very um, impressive. Uh, you know, you're trying to save 3% and you're getting 5.5% less than if you had hired a realtor and still paying the 6%. Right. So basically it's a wash. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're hiring a realtor who will do all the work for you, um, who will um, find the close title company for you, get the inspections done, find the buyers, do all the legwork for you. And basically, it's costing you nothing. Yeah, this is a billion-dollar marketing engine, the, the, the real estate industry. And for sale by owners, just don't have the resources to be able to expose their property to sufficient qualified buyers, right? Right. And then there's one other factor, um, and that is your, your financial exposure. Uh, let's say you are selling by yourself. And you put together a contract 
and the contract says that uh, only under X conditions will the deposit be returned. So let's say the sale doesn't go through and let's say it's not X conditions are met. The buyer still wants their money back. And you say, well, no, you know, you didn't, you didn't meet the conditions to get your money back. Invariably, they will sue you. So invariably, you then have to go hire a lawyer and that comes out of your pocket. Invariably, you're going to have to return the deposit because an attorney, a litigator is going to want 10 grand up the bat, right off the bat, right, to be able to fight something unless you have two or $300,000 in deposits. Um, when, you, when, you, when you hire a realtor, they absorb those costs because there's a whole infrastructure in place with the real estate boards and mediation and things like that that uh, will look at these things. So you, you, it's not just the, the money that you might save, it's also the, the exposure that you have uh, financially if something does go wrong. Plus, as a for sale by owner, let's let's face it, 89% of all sales uh, go through a realtor. Another 5% purchase brand new units or through a developer. That's uh, 94% of all sales um, that don't go to a for sale by owner. They're being handled by realtors or being handled by developers. Uh, then uh, you, you've got 6% of possible buyers and 30% of for sale by owners that are successful at selling get 16% less because they sold to a family member, a friend, a co-worker, never put the property on the market. So in the end, it sounds good to save 6%. And when you realize the amount of work that is required, the few amount of buyers that you end up getting, and then having to negotiate everything, including dealing with uh, uh, some slick people out there that uh, um, never plan to purchase the home. They'll put you under contract. They'll have a long uh, type of a... Um, uh, a due diligence period and try to flip that contract for 10000 to another investor. And they're not the ones that are buying the property or bail out afterwards. So there's a lot of risk involved in trying to sell a property in today's world. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Mark, is there anything that I have failed to bring up that you want to bring up uh, uh, during today's program? Well, it's just Reality is, as an investor, you have to look at it as it is an investment. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And if you're on the winning side, hey, good deal. You know, break out the champagne and, you know, you sell it, you make some money and, and everything's good. If you're on the losing side, it's a bitter pill. And you have to say to yourself, okay, oh, my first loss is my best loss. What do I need to do to get out of this bad situation? And then you walk away and say, okay, that was not a great investment. Um, I'll make it back on the next one. You know, that's such great advice because I remember um, when the market dropped back in 2006 and seven, eight, correct? That uh, I actually advised some of my uh, buyers um, that w I did not sell units to, but reached out to me because I did a lot of short sales and foreclosures during uh, that time to not go through with the sale. It was better to lose the deposit than to go through with the sale and having to go through um, tens of thousands of dollars worth of maintenance fees and everything else on a yearly basis uh, to then end up losing them. hundred um, percent. There were people who were walking away from $100,000 deposits because 
they saw that the values of what they were buying was dropping drastically. And also they needed their cash either back home to run their businesses or to carry them through a recession. So a quick little nugget is um, definitely if you find yourself where you need to sell, correct? You have an investment property and you need to sell. The quicker you contact someone like myself that you can get on the um, front end of before prices possibly could be begin uh, to drop because we're seeing the asking prices going down. So you're at that great moment to be able to sell your property now. Um, and at the same time, if you're an investor flush with cash and you continuously look for opportunities, uh, we have a feeling that there's going to be quite a bit of opportunities in the condominium markets in months to come. And it would be a great time to uh, have someone like myself that can consistently monitor the market and consistently have um, uh, systems that can notify you and, uh, and me immediately of great opportunities by price per square foot and so forth and buildings. Uh, so when it hits a specific trigger, like if you were buying a stock, uh, you would be notified and be able to move in. Would that be a good advice? Yes. And there are going to be some great opportunities where people are going to get more realistic on pricing and they're going to sell at a steep discount. Absolutely. Uh, right now, if I were a an, an investor, uh, especially going after maybe some condos or even some commercial properties, mm-hmm. and I had cash, I would walk in and immediately ask for 30% off. Absolutely. And you never know. They may say yes. They may come back with 25% off. Using but the- if you don't ask, you don't, get you don't get it. And using the power of a third-party negotiator makes that process a lot more successful as well. Yeah. So I also know there's a lot of realtors that listen to this program and watch the program. What can you tell them about your services and your business? Sure. Uh, for the past 15 years, I've been creating websites for realtors that are linked to the uh, MLS. It brings in all the listings from the MLS and updates automatically. And it shows you all the information and the pictures and description, but it leaves out the listing agent's name and number. So a lot of uh, 95% of all consumers will end up going to the bigger websites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. And as a realtor, if you allow your clients to do that, you run a big risk of losing your clients. So you want to get them out of those websites and get them to your website so you can take control of them. That is we so important. So important yeah. information. And, and plus, when someone wants to do business with you, while they're talking to you, they're on their phone, they're Googling you. And if you don't have a good online presence, basically saying, they're saying, this is a part-time realtor. Uh, you know, I'm going to find someone else. Uh, we have a whole host of other features uh, like new developments, existing developments, uh, floor plans, blogging, where we blog for you, and automatic posts on Facebook and LinkedIn. So that um, you know, it, it's like a whole suite of, of of services or products or tools that you could use as a realtor to enhance your business. And what f- we're doing mm-hmm. what Go we're ahead. doing now, uh, we normally charge a, a design fee uh, during the month of May uh, because of the uh, uh, the crisis that's going on. People are short of cash. We're actually uh, waiving the design fee um, for 
making the website. There is a monthly hosting. Uh, so they're going to be saving it, almost $400 right off the bat. $300, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great start if you don't have a, a website, and I'm going to be a testimonial. Um, uh, I, uh, Mark has been a customer, well, I've been a customer of his for more than 17 years. Um, he started a printing company back in the days, and he printed my first uh, business card as well as my marketing farming cards, and I've been using his websites and his services for the past 17 years, and I can vouch on the, because um, you recently updated your platform and everything. They're just stunning websites, incredible photography, um, easy to f- uh, navigate, and to be able to have all of the condominium projects, all of the floor plans, that you can really become an expert and they're going to teach you how to use these websites because you're going to be able to um, put up uh, properties from your office or uh, um, uh, other properties. They're going to teach you how to put them on your uh, Facebook and so forth so you can begin generating leads, even if they're not your listings. Correct. Uh, you have to be online these days. Uh, social media has become so important. Statistics show that With uh, people being at home, they're online a lot more. And what you want to do is you want to be able to post on social media. And every time you post, you want to have it linking back to your website. That's really critical. Absolutely. Uh, If if you go, if uh, anyone, you know, wants more information, just go to my website, DPI, like David Peter Isaac, dpishowcase.com. And you can see samples, see all the features, and uh, then, yeah, there's, inf- there's a way to contact us, and it's a real simple process to get started. That's fantastic. That is www.dpishowcase.com. Uh, visit them online. Take a look at their products. Contact them. Great, uh, great product, and I'll vouch my office and agents have that uh, website, and, and you're going to love it. And uh, although there was no COVID-19 um, when I joined, I paid the full $300, um, at least take advantage of these opportunities because it's a big savings and it gives you the opportunity during these times to elevate yourself we have to re-engage with our customers. Some may have thought that you were closed or not working, even though we're an essential business. And what a wonderful way to contact your customers on your CRM um, or, or your customer database to let them know about your new website. Um, that's a good way to begin re-engaging. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. You should be, if you're stuck at home, you should be calling everyone on your contact list. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Uh, Mark Whitehorn, the owner of DPI Showcase um, uh, websites for real estate agents as well as a national real estate trainer. You've given us an incredible amount of information. Uh, Typically, we don't do programs for investors, um, but we know that in today's market, that's that's an important subject um, to be able to help people make decisions. Thank you, Ernie. It's uh great. It's great what you're doing. You're, you're really teaching people invaluable lessons. 
Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you so much for being on the For Sale by Owner Authority. Every Sunday, we go live on Facebook. It becomes a podcast later that day that you can listen to on iTunes, on Google Play, Spotify, ask Alexa for it. And as well, uh, we'll be doing the rebroadcast of this program that will be on our YouTube channel on the FisboAuthority.com, as well as our Facebook page. Again, I want to thank you very much for being on the program, and we're going to see you next Sunday. We've come to the end of another For Sale by Order Authority podcast with your host and FISBO Authority, Ernie Emad, broker owner of One Premier International Realty. I hope you feel armed and informed to either sell your home as a For Sale by Owner or by hiring a real estate professional. The For Sale by Owner Authority podcast can be found on iTunes and YouTube as a video, as well as our Facebook page and on the FISBOAuthority.com. 